0: Hi, my name is Sebastian Goldspink and I am proud to be the curator of the 2022 Adelaide Biennial of Australian Art at the Art Gallery of South Australia entitled Free State. The following is a conversation between Dr. Lisa Slade and Tom Polo. I hope you enjoy these talks. Just just to kind of use a word that I've been thinking about a lot, but mostly, you know, whilst I've been here during install, is this notion of being a witness and I think even having us all together today and sort of amongst this work by the same, being witness to it and having our bodies and our sort of memories and all of our individual understandings of education and history and what's happened before is a is a place where I kind of think starting to find more confidence and sort of to talk about as well and when I was invited by Sebastian to participate in the biennial we spoke so much about this idea of thresholds and sort of like how we bear witness to things as we kind of move through spaces and those spaces aren't just physical but they're emotional and psychological and you know it goes without saying but it's such a privilege and such an honour one to have my work here in the museum but two to have them amongst so many from a long time ago that we need to acknowledge and also more recent histories as well and I think then that what happened was Sebastian started speaking to the team here from Lisa to Aaron to Elle and I think what I started to also realize more so is like you know and I knew this always but but no decision or nothing kind of happens as an artist like nothing happens so through conversations with the team, I was even able to, without being here because of restriction and, and isolation, I wasn't able to kind of get to Adelaide, but we compiled a list of all the things that were in here, and I started to do a bit of my own research on the other side and thought about this notion of time that's been really important to my work over the last couple of years, but also, yeah, what happens when you place things amongst other things, so starting from the very beginning in Gallery 1, where I'm so... As you move through the, the elder wing until you get to this space here, with one painting at the end, are a collection of 11 paintings, as well as a new software based work, which looks to be a video, but I'll talk a little bit about how that works here in the atrium space in Gallery 7. And this notion of like passing through, I think, is just as important as the actual individual sort of tokens of paintings are themselves. And for me, when I'm thinking about myself, I think about my as a collector of things. I'm thinking about the gestures, the conversations, the the way that we have these interpersonal relationships as well. And those are the things that I've foremost formed some sort of an index of over my career, through my life, actually. And they're the things that begin as the starting points for my paintings. So these figures, which also are actors, or they are sort of these theatrical characters or imagined personas, they stand before you. And I feel like that they kind of stand to you to everything else that's around us. So not only are we looking at them, but they're looking back at us as well. And for me, what I'm really interested in is like how they become these paintings, but then they may also suggest this notion of like physicality through sculpture and the idea of theatre, and it's out uh, of theatre flats too that we kind of encounter from the front, we see them from the back. What that gives you is a responsibility or kind of an opportunity to navigate and choreograph your own way Therefore, you're kind of conceiving of a narrative amongst them. They're also aids, so uh, like in order to look at other things that they're placed amongst, like to see that Paddy Bedford, to be in proximity to that incredible Daniel Boyd work as well, I feel like I want there to be a a suggestion that they are in the same space, but very clearly, like that figure that's standing there as you pass on through is a witness to that work, and it is sort of standing back and acknowledging there to be and i know that sounds a little bit sweet but i also kind of i also mean that i think we are doing that ourselves as we are in this space together in this museum so incidentally you know decisions are made and kind of conversations that you can have over email or on on zoom calls are great but once you get into the space it was such an amazing opportunity to work with a team to work with lisa to work with seb to work with l to actually physically like Place the works in conversation, or if they were already placed, sort of like move, move them and manipulate them to, to feel like they were just right. So starting as uh, from gallery two, as you move on your way through, you'll see that there are other histories and other things that are behind them. And weirdly, there are incidental kind of like relationships that are there, even though I fully knew that these things existed in the collection. Weirdly, there was already a clock at the beginning, and then as we reach here, there's a clock at the end. So this notion of time that kind of is passing through the eleven paintings. As the 1 through 11 till you get to the midnight of 12. But there are just these sort of things where there are arms reaching in paintings or in sculptures behind them that also kind of look like they're cowering. They're acting as shields, but they're also acting as sort of this triumphant sort of reach, too. So there are all these kind of weird little strange coincidences that I think we have to rely on chance for, too, and acknowledge that chances are very worthwhile things. you kind of create your own decisions about what is happening within the work and I'm totally okay about that you know more more questions less answers I think is a really nice sort of motto to follow and that's kind of how I do things in the studio sometimes yes I like this sense that I, I think that I like it to be just right when it comes to the end of that process but a lot of it is about chance a lot of the time in my studio I am working flat on the ground in the sense that there are these large paintings of Because I'm thinking about this idea of fluidity as a concept, but also as a sort of medium practice, the works are too big to sort of like paint whilst up to keep those sort of really liquidy marks going. So I create them on the ground, and because they're so big, some of them, you know, two meters in diameter each way, I'm actually using a paintbrush on an extended stick to kind of push paint around and to pour and, and let things settle, and in doing so, I'm kind stepping back a little bit and relinquishing that sense of control in them. So nothing is planned in that sense, but also I think that it's a relationship between me, the image, and the material that is really creating this work in a collaborative sense. So, you know, once that process has happened and I'm kind of using wet on wet marks, the paintings happen in sort of a multitude of like sessions, of course, and so this idea of veiling and erasure is happening through just the addition of more paint as well as scrubbing it back. having the ghost of other images before it still remain as part of that kind of final image. But a lot of it is up to that sense of chance too. And a lot of the artists in the room would sort of acknowledge just that the idea of something being finished or kind of arriving at that point is so um, instinctual that you kind of don't know where that comes from and it sort of can be as simple as like something kind of filling a space but it can also be about your emotional feeling attached to it. There is this duality between like wanting to, wanting to be visible, but also sort of wanting to d- disappear, and this idea of like disappearing in order to exist as well. And I think those sort of those ideas tap at like long term art historical notions that like have been spoken about at length before. But yeah, I, I, I even just think that this notion of like formally getting to see what the back of the canvas looks yeah. like. there are people here today that have never seen the back of the canvas or have never seen the back of the canvas in a museum and so even just sort of formally getting to see the structure of the wood and the way the canvas is stretched over and each of those things are unique and different to all the works in this space but that in itself mm-hmm. creates or kind of complements this notion of curiosity too.
1: To the point where you
0: is a project that has been building up over the last couple of years. It's called Clockwatch Enduring and it started from a first iteration at uh, in Sydney last year for a solo exhibition at Rosanoxie 9 Gallery but what I really wanted to push for this sort of setting once you know Sebastian and the team sort of came to a position of where it would sit is this idea of it being a sort of like vault or central nervous system in a way. Not just for the the passageway through to the rest of the show. And I kind of like that it exists as this portal elsewhere because the clock at times that you see sometimes exists as this almost camouflaged blue circle, which is a reference to just sort of being hidden in plain sight as the wall, but then that feels like a portal elsewhere. So what what this work is, is a, um, it's a custom-made screen and a custom, like, software, like as a large sort of folder on your computer where within contains like a multitude of things that have been recorded as well as a coded sort of clock both in analog and digital form that actually runs to real time. So at a time when it's 12.15 on the wall, you can look at your watch and it'll be 12.15 and that kind of runs through the whole day. But spliced in between that at any given time because the way that we have programmed it is that it will sort of just happen to change sort of vignettes or moments that have come from my own sort of video history, so my own like iPhone video folder or something, and I've got like hundreds of videos in there that can play at random, and all of those things come from that index that I spoke about earlier, the things that I notice, the things that kind of interest me, whether they be the gestures, the kind of the conversations between people that I know or strangers. things have always been like a lead into the paintings or kind of the, the hands that you might see or the gestures or the idea of a face looking sideways or someone craning their neck to look back or sideways or something but I really wanted there to be a place where they exist and I was talking to a friend this morning and I realised how much I enjoy just capturing these moments because it talks about sort of like surveying something and it's not about control but it kind of is about like sort of bringing those moments closer to you and you know what if, we all know what it's like to be scrolling and sort of shares that in a way. It kind of tells you a little bit more about what I consider field research for my work. But largely this work talks a lot about this notion of time, not just because it's a clock, but also in the way that these things are fluid and there are these reminderettes through text and I think probably we've turned the volume down on it. We have. But <laughs> at times it is kind of largely um, sort of loud momentarily and then it is just sort of functioning as this clock. And the idea about it is, is that it's this different thing every day not only that, but just like the only people that will probably see it at length are our amazing sort of invigilators in the space of staff who kind of pass through because from moment to moment, something might, that you might see at 10 a.m. today, you won't see at 10 a.m. tomorrow. But in that, it talks about this individualized experience of something that you, know, you can have a deep connection personally one-on-one with an artwork and I want you to each sort of be reminded around your own idea of time because it t- it, there are these texts in there that talk about things going slowly or this idea of like be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. There are these kind of recurring sort of things that play over and over and over again both as ideas to slow down but also that time is an important factor in our, you know, in, ob- in an obvious factor in our lives too. It's generous. obviously kind of so uh, you know enamored by kind of its possibility for the people that do arrive because you know as they ascend or descend those stairs as well it is about kind of this cathedral like experience where you are sort of it's about your moment it's like it's about and that's one of the things that is using that that work this this phrase that it's your time and i kind of want that again to be this individual experience of a spotlight of sorts for this idea of how we move through